is the Under Center Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Under Center Podcast. I'm your host, Darmar, and on this very somber edition of the Under Center Podcast, I am delighted to have some bright sparks here to help me through this difficult time. Uh, I have Jake Woolhead and Phil Malloy back on the same podcast together for the first time in a while. The issues have been resolved. We're all friends again. And, uh, I don't have to. I don't have to play go between with these guys trying to pass messages over like we are in the middle of school again, lads. How are you? Uh, somber as you said i'm still waiting for these bright sparks to be on the show it's certainly not me <laughs> uh, 0-3 jake here so it's not good i'm 0-3 in, in fantasy i'm 0-3 in real life nfl i also owe a few two pitches now so it's not looking pretty for me yeah i mean the only good thing is jake we're kind of used to it now at this point over the last five ten seasons poor Dara's not really used to these rough starts to the season so we give him a few pointers i think Pictures is definitely one way to get through it that definitely helps ease the pain a little bit. Yeah, yeah. This is not something that I'm used to. I'm used to it with other sports teams I follow, but <laughs> not 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 the Seahawks. The Seahawks aren't weren't meant to do this to me. They were meant to be a mess. Okay, I can understand they're gonna be a mess, but they're still meant to win games. And when they're a mess and they're not winning games, that's a recipe for disaster. But hey, look, this is why we called it overreaction shows because that's what it is it's overreactions but we'll see because we are back with our big wheel of topics show this week are the seahawks on the topics this week possibly are the giants on the topics this week oh certainly are washington (laughs) on the topics this week also almost certainly yeah almost certainly certainly. (laughs) what what Derek doesn't know is I have edited all the wheels, all the topics on the wheel to just be Seahawks topics, so me and Fionn get away with it. <laughs> uh, well, look, that that could be it. And look, I, you know, put me down while uh, while I'm hurt. You know, just uh, put me out of my misery and just, you know, just tell me everything's going to be okay, guys. That's all I need to hear right now. Um, I wish I could tell you it was all going to be okay. My experience of the last, I think it's ten years now. Um, that the Giants have not done anything of use. Um, so uh, I haven't really got a whole lot of hope. Every year I start off the same way. I said, oh, this year's free agents and draft signings could be the turning point, but it never is. So I saw something online today. The second year in a row, the Giants have gone 0-3, and, and the third year in a row that the Jets have gone 0-3. They said on their little clip, bad day for New York teams. Of course, we know it's bad day for New Jersey teams because – the bills are flying at the moment as well. I'm sure probably the, Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills Twitter put up uh, like replied to that tweet and it was like, not all New York. Teams. <laughs> 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 well, Beers Twitter has kind of uh, been on fire this week because I think there was a, uh, was it a Miami fan that, that went after them after their first week loss against Pittsburgh. And then they replied back after week two, after they hammered the Dolphins with a picture of the scoreline saying, at least we scored. <laughs> so, you know, um, and that's I one thing that's interesting as well. We've seen uh, two shutouts in two weeks now as well, which is for the start of the year is, is kind of concerning for those teams okay. involved. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's going to be good. I'm hoping some teams can turn it around and hoping for... Uh, certainly hoping for not an 0-17 uh, <laughs> season for the Giants. I don't want to join that club or be the first to be 0-17, I suppose. 
I don't think. I think that's impossible. Well, I, I'm going to say impossible, saying that purely just uh, in a reactionary answer, not knowing what your schedule was like for the rest of the year. But knowing you have to pay the Eagles twice and after their performance on Monday night, I think you're guaranteed probably two wins there. Uh, yeah, I probably I, I could agree with you, but uh, I did expect to win the Falcons. Gotta say, yes, so. yes. <laughs> there is that. That's the problem with starting zero and three. Right, sure, they're probably a better team than that. But now, literally, no games other than maybe if you play the Jets is a gimme. Like you yeah. have to kind of battle through them all now. And yeah. the next three games are like yeah, Cowboys. Rams and someone else that we're probably not going to win Saints or something like that. So <laughs> yeah. that's 0 6, and that's that's not looking good. So, uh, yeah, I think it was the Giants they face. I, I, I made notes when I did my they, uh, the Saints next week. I think it's it is the Saints, isn't it? They're playing, yeah, at the Saints this weekend. So, you know, that that could be a tough one. The Saints haven't Saints are two and one, but they haven't had a passing game over 150 yards yet this year. It's just yeah. a weird start to this year. Very weird start to this year. Especially for the Saints as well. I mean, like, they got a lot of firepower. So we'll see how it yeah. is. I mean, it is just probably dump off style and Kamara and stuff there. They're getting them through. And, and Jameis tossing it up for somebody to catch in the end zone. But hey, yeah. if it works, it works. Yeah. Don't don't change something that ain't broke. If they're winning games, that's all that matters in the NFL. So, but that reaction from Sean Payton when James <laughs> Winston ran back to the touchline after that second touchdown, I you could have sworn he just threw a pick six to finish, like to lose them the game. He was so pissed off. Uh, that was a brilliant, brilliant little clip. I only seen that today because I wasn't paying attention too much, but. Uh, that yeah. was brilliant. I'm sure he got the he just tore the hell out of Jameis when he came back in the sideline. Don't ever throw the ball up like that again. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But look, we're not here just to mourn about our own teams. We're going to uh dig in on some other teams who are probably doing worse and probably make ourselves feel a little better. Because that's the only reason why we do this podcast anyway. It's not to be informative or anything like that. But uh, what do you think? Like, I think we will uh, go straight in, do you think, to the Wheel to the of wheel? Topics. We go into the big Wheel of Topics this week. And like I said, we put it out on Twitter. If there's a topic that you would like to get added to the Wheel and you want us to possibly talk about, just send us a, a, a message on Twitter or just uh, comment under, underneath, underneath one of our tweets and let us know. Um, and we will add it to the wheel if you want to add it just make sure you add it before Tuesday um, so we can get it in time to add it for that week's show but let's uh, let's get the wheel up here and look, there it is in all Ooh. its glory so we have a couple of topics there this week um, we could be talking about the taunting rule you know didn't have as much news this week you know which one and two teams are, they, are we going to worry about which one and two teams are doing okay we don't need to worry about which coaches could be on the hot seat at this point in the year Brady getting rammed in LA you know Rogers doing what he did to the 49ers the Lions are getting tuckered in or tuckered out uh so let's just enough talk let's just spin this wheel let's see what we're going to be talking about first today around and around and it goes and where is it going to land oh it's the taunting rule taunting rule okay so obviously the emphasis this year with the nfl and the, and with referees is to sort of cut out the unsportsmanlike taunting um and we've seen now it got a bit out of control week two 
I now I'm open to be proved wrong, but I didn't see a lot of calls against taunting this week. Um, I didn't notice myself either, but I know for a f- I, th- I read there earlier on this week that there has been more taunting penalties thrown in the first two weeks. It was obviously not this week's one, but uh, in the first two weeks than there was all of last season. Yeah, I mean, that's always the case when the, the referees make it a point of emphasis. We saw it as well when they changed the kind of tackled zone as well and the heads. You get a, a really severe backlash probably first four even five weeks of the season and then once the players kind of get the message look this will be looked at much stricter the referees then kind of back off but I agree with you there I don't think it's been as dramatic as maybe some people wanted to make it out before the season or you certainly don't mind people arguing whether or not it's a rule we should have I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference to the game and it would be unfortunate and can see the possibility of it hurting a team when it's a guy who's just expressing themselves. And that is that aspect of sport and the competitiveness and whether it looks the same if we take that out. But at the same time, it doesn't seem to have actually manifested the way people maybe thought it would prior to the season starting. Yeah, no, there's I... some like some of the calls are quite weak though. And you could just imagine like you you're a defensive end and you end up sacking the quarterback, you roll off and so it's not a um landing on the quarterback penalty and you get up and then you do a celebration but you kind of are turned towards the quarterback you just sacked and they taunt you you get 15 yards and a first down for the offense like if that happens in a playoff game or it happens in like maybe even the super bowl then then you're at the whole different ball game it's some of the calls are way too weak to be called as that's it's just so annoying they are but i think the reason why they're pushing down on it so much as well like we saw in week two like for any sort of even if you're half looking at your opponent doing it is that they want to totally put it in the player's head saying you can't like we i can't look at this guy and like that's the thing that i think a lot of coaches are trying to drive home to their players as well like if you want to celebrate do it either do it with your teammates or do it to the crowd you know there's no like if you still want, if you still want to get that like burst of energy, like let's say for example, it's a it's a rookie uh, defensive end, and like you're saying, Jake, he gets his first sack in the in the NFL. You're wanting to celebrate that. You of course are wanting to celebrate that. So I think it's just trying to get that thing into their head, saying, "Look, listen, just turn away from the person that you've done it to, so that you're not hurting the team." And we've seen that it's hurt a lot of teams uh, the first two weeks, and it looks as though the message from coaches um, is getting to the players. Cause like I said, I, I don't think I even, I saw any um, this week, um, but that I, I obviously I'm open to be uh, proven wrong as well. Now I'm not necessarily agreeing with the rule itself. Like you gotta let these guys celebrate and occasionally look, if it is into the face of someone, they, they, they're not like holding their hands up in front of someone and like purposefully like taunting just for sake, but then like saying they're let out a little bit of energy, maybe a little bit of excitement. And you know, I think I I think it's healthy for the game to sort of keep that sort of you know what can you say competitiveness between two mm. players like that because it can continue into the other game and can you know turn into a battle. But obviously, the the league and the owners don't see it that way, and you know whatever and, and unfortunately whatever they say goes. Yeah, I think maybe this is a, a trickle-down rule, a, a kind of a, a rule to change the, the lower levels of the sport and the youth levels of the sport because I think it is a bit of... It, it doesn't really make logical sense where these guys run around 
fully padded up, absolutely smacking the head off each other for an hour of game time, but you're worried about them if they wave their hand in someone else's face. There's Maybe there's a bit of pushing and shoving, but again, they're all wearing helmets, they're all wearing pads, uh, and I think it's more to take it out of the, the sport at a younger level. Anyone who's seen uh, some of the documentaries on Netflix about Last Chance U and some of those lower levels, it, it's harder for these smaller schools that have still have huge players to kind of control the sidelines and it has got out of hand and I think they're just trying to limit that maybe I, I'm not sure this rule is directed necessarily to shut it down the NFL more the perception at the lower levels and by having it in the NFL makes it easier to kind of push it through at a, at a lower age group yeah, yeah maybe I, I'm not yeah I don't know like to be honest I think the NFL just decided they want the public image to be a bit nicer they want to get people more interested because a lot of people are kind of well a lot of people are losing interest and such but i know like john mara the the new york giants owner he was a big part of pushing this taunting rule in for whatever reason i don't know it's a game where it's it's all high energy it's high emotion mm -hmm. you make that play you want to celebrate you know and I'm, a, I'm i'm for taunting or the taunting rule if you're standing over a player and you're looking down at him but if you want to get up and do like a, a JPP tear out your chest, whatever, go ahead and do that. But just like keep you don't be aggressive to another player while you're doing it. But I said well, look to your sideline and do it. It's funny as well because it's a quite a simplistic rule when you're actually looking at it. It it focuses on one very specific part of taunting, and that is essentially standing over or directing something at you can talk trash to the other player across from you for the entire game. And I would probably consider a lot of what they say. Definitely in the taunting bracket, but that, as you mentioned, Jake, that as us as fans, we can't hear that and we can't grasp that, if you know what I mean, either on a broadcast or live. And so the NFL is focusing on the very visual side of things. And I don't think they're actually that worried about taunting as a concept. And that's why I think maybe it's for the lower age groups that it's more like, hey, let's not try and start a row at every single football match. Yeah, that could be all right. Now, to be yeah. honest, you know, even in our own league, that when we try to play, you're not allowed to celebrate a touchdown or anything. Because I yeah. think uh, it's, as we said, it's a high emotion game. So if somebody's celebrating a touchdown, it's going to rile somebody up on the other side. And you don't want to fight at That's, lower that levels. Was, sorry. That, that was the old rule, wasn't it? The NFL enforced. Oh, you, you weren't allowed to celebrate. Basically, yeah. not celebrate at all for, for a couple of years before that rule was rightly gotten rid of. Um, because you know you've got to be able to celebrate. So it's like a, a football player being told you can't celebrate scoring a goal. Like it's just it's an absolutely ridiculous, uh, ridiculous rule. But look, play devil's advocate on the other side of things where people get upset about this rule is it's coming down. It's coming like you're saying coming down from the top and trickling down. It's non-football people making football decisions, which yeah, is a tough thing it. as well. Like you're saying with with um, the the. Uh, Giants owner who's probably never properly really played football in his life, you know, and other owners obviously have definitely not really played football in, properly in their lives either and making these decisions and, you know, just seeing it for that like, oh, it's just, it just makes the game grotesque or not grotesque, yeah. but you know, it makes it played by savages and all that and it's, you know, it's meant to be a gentlemanly game or something. Yeah. You know, some something like that, but whatever. We'll move on to our next topic. Um, let's get the big wheel of topics back up here. Let's spin that wheel and let's see where we're gonna go. Da -da -da. 
Oh, I really wanted that. Oh, oh. But the, is the line even there? <laughs> I can see it. There we go. <laughs> Does Flores have Watson's number? Uh, so this was actually one that stayed in the wheel from last week. Um, actually, both our first two topics stayed in the wheel from last week. Um, this one especially because of the Dolphins' uh, disappointing overtime loss to the Raiders on Sunday by 31 points to 28. Jacoby Brissett obviously covering uh, for the injured Tua Tunga Vialoa uh, had 32 of 49 for 215 yards and no touchdown, but had uh, a rushing touchdown uh, to level the game late on. uh, Actually, also, I should mention he is the first NFL player to complete a pass for a safety, which is always fun. A bit bit of uh, trivia there for for last week. A record, I'm sure he will be uh, the one to keep forever. Um, hopefully, anyway. But you look at the stat line, 32 of 49 tr- passing attempts just for 215 yards. Screams a lot of short, short passes, a lot of dump-offs, um, you know. And and the same was with Tua as well. He The, the long throws aren't there for, for the Dolphins. And for a team that is, I'm not going to say they're stacked, but for a, quite a talented team, that were 10 and 6 last year and hoping to do better this year you know it's quarterback is becoming a problem and you know there was speculation with Watson in the offseason does that with the news that the Texans are softening on their asking price for Watson as well is it possibly the time for the Dolphins to pull the trigger and try get Watson in the building yeah I don't know I've not been a huge fan of how how uh... Tua has been playing over the past couple of weeks or week or whatever he, he played in the end. But um, I don't know. The whole Watson thing, is a, it's a mad situation, obviously, with what's going on. So I, I'm for trying to trade for him as a football player. If you can tie your compensation to his like uh, outside the NFL allegations or whatever. So if he does get convicted, nothing, you don't lose anything. But I'm certainly not giving up first-round picks and a quarterback uh, at the shot of uh, having uh, Deshaun Watson on my team. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think he probably does. Flores probably does have Watson's number in his phone. I don't think he has it on speed dial, though. I think he's going to wait and see what happens. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of trudged to this season with a, uh, with Tua when he comes back from his injury. Brissett isn't the worst quarterback. I think he's been asked to do some of that uh, short passing stuff. I think that the playbook has been set up for Tua in that way. And I do feel a little bit of sympathy from as any backup quarterback, you're usually limited. It is very difficult to really burst on the scene uh, unless you, you've been in that system before, but he did play for the Colts. And I, I thought he was quite a, a decent quarterback, certainly a passable backup. So uh, I think they'll probably motor on for now and maybe wait till next season and see how this Watson scenario outside of the NFL shakes down. We were talking, uh, to Graham last week before the game on Thursday night. And he said, of course, that if it is traded, there's, there's a significant chance he gets put on the, on the uh, commissioner's exemplant anyway, despite what could even happen beyond whether he's legally allowed to play football. So uh, there's a lot of question marks, question marks that I don't think the dolphins need at this point. 
I think there's lots of other ways you can fix the problem. Certainly look at the draft. I know it's not a particularly strong quarterback class and you did already spend a first round draft pick on Tua. So it's not ideal, but sometimes you have to look past of what's ideal and try and look to where you're going. And a lot of teams get bogged down on, well, we have this, but without making a plan of getting the team to where it ultimately can be and try and add the additions that you need as opposed to just work with what you've got off the bat. Well, let yeah, me try. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Jake. I was just going to say it's the sunk cost fallacy. A lot of teams say we spent this whatever fifth overall draft pick on Tua. So if we don't ride him out for the five years and four years plus the option, then we've really lost the value on it. But if you're losing, why does it matter whether you're going to go mm-hmm. with him or not go with him? So if you can get a different player or if you can draft a different player, go for it. Or you have to, you can't just ride him because you, you got a first, you yes. spent the first pick on him. It's difficult to balance that draft capital price with that win-loss price. And at the moment, I just don't think they're getting the value. I, I wouldn't be upset if they cut ties with Tua, to be honest. And I, I don't think he necessarily has shown enough so far to warrant him definitely sticking around. Of course, they they know more than us. They see him in the camp. So maybe they've seen stuff that we haven't seen on the pitch. But certainly uh, more injuries as well is a little bit worrying for Tua as well. He might get that, that tag of... Uh, injury prone in the future yeah well that's that's what happens as well when you were such a small quarterback as well and that when you don't have a, an, a, an offensive line that can protect you adequately you are in danger the whole time of being um subject to a lot of injuries can i throw this at you though um and it's it's a thought that just came into my head there because the the picks that you were going to need to take get at Deshaun Watson. Now, I like I mentioned earlier, the compensation for Watson has softened a little bit. The demand for it from the Texans softened a little bit, but I'm still guessing they will want maybe one, two first round picks possibly for Watson with that contract. And I, I believe that the Dolphins have a little bit of cap space and obviously they will have more cap space heading into to 2022 when the salary cap is increased um, uh, the way that we think it will be. So a lot of teams will have a lot of more cap space. What if you take that package uh, of what you were going to offer to the Texans and send it to Green Bay? And ask Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, not mid-season because he's not going to move mid-season, but I know he's made up this year. He's a $45 million cap hit next year. He's not hanging around in Green Bay next year. Use that. He's been told he can be traded next year. Use that package. Send it to Green Bay. Hell, you can put Tua in that too if Green Bay want to take a flyer on Tua if they're not convinced by Jordan Love. Bring... Aaron Rodgers to Florida in the same state as Tom Brady, which would make things interesting as well. You know, the warm weather and everything, living in Miami, I'm sure it's that sort of stuff would appeal to Rodgers as well. They are in a position where if they do have a quarterback, a decent quarterback to a fantastic quarterback to the level of Aaron Rodgers, that they will contend. I just think that maybe that's not being explored, or maybe it is, and it's just being kept close to their chest quite well. But it could be something that they can look into next season. Yeah, I was kind of looking at that when when we were talking about it. Um, the question I have, if, if I'm a, the Dolphins GM, 
do I think we can win with Aaron Rodgers the Super Bowl? I'm not talking about getting to the playoffs because you're essentially hamstringing your team in the future to get Aaron Rodgers now. So if you can get Aaron Rodgers and you think you're good enough to get to the Super Bowl in the next one to two years, because realistically, he's not going to last that much longer. So do you think you can win within one to two years? Then if you think so and you're high on that, then yeah, go for him. Why not? Because at the end of the game, it's all at the end of the day, it's all about winning the Super Bowl. So if you think you can get it, do it. That was my thoughts exactly. And I'll tell you now, I don't think they are ready to, to win with Aaron Rodgers, even if they keep him for four years, because the money you have to pay and the draft capital you have to give up, I don't think it gives you the time to build around him. And I think the team that's going to get Aaron Rodgers is going to be one that's already a playoff team and just wants to push for that Super Bowl, like you said, over the next two, three, four years at a at a maximum. So, I yeah, I don't believe that the Dolphins are there. I do agree with you, Dara, that it's better value. It's definitely better value for the for those picks if that's what you want to do and get rid of those picks and not build through the draft. But uh, I don't think it's worth it for the Dolphins as they stand right now with the roster that they have. Rodgers to the books when uh, Brady retires. <laughs> that, I mean, I mean... Uh, <laughs> It could possibly, but look, listen, there could be a couple of quarterbacks on the move next year. And for what they're willing to give up for Watson, who has so many question marks to his name, there are other good quarterbacks out there that they can use that package to trade to two teams. Um, And I think that they've gone the route of the draft. It's not worked out for them. I think if they go through the route of free agency slash trade, for a proven NFL quarterback, I think we be better would be the right option for them to move forward. Um, and there's always ways of restructuring contracts if you can get someone. Obviously, uh, if they get someone, they would have to sort of re- restructure a contract. And if a player is willing to come to them, they'd be willing to restructure their deal to maybe help the team possibly get one of those one or two pieces that they will need on either side of the ball to help them to get make that next step to win the division, go to the playoffs, win playoff games, and possibly go to the Super Bowl. But that we'll we'll see what happens. Um, they're they're obviously well. We think that they're going to stick with two once he's healthy for the next for the rest of the season anyway. And I think they should just to give him a shot. If it works out, great. They won't even have to make a trade next year. But at least if they give him a the shot this year, they'll know. So. But we'll see. Um, let's get back to the wheel, though, and let's uh, speak about our next topic. Uh, we're going to spin that wheel. We've been very close to the which one and two teams should we worry about, so maybe we'll get it this time. It's there again. Uh, uh, and it is. It is. It, it was not <laughs> to be denied. Which one and two teams should be worried? So for people who are not aware of which teams are currently one and two, I have the list here beside me. I'll quickly go through them. We have the Seahawks, the Bears, the Vikings, Washington, the Eagles, Falcons, Texans, Dolphins, Pats, Chiefs, surprisingly, and the Steelers. So is there any in that list that you look at that you are really worried about because you should they should not be at this record at this point in the year. Uh, well, both NFC East teams, obviously, because uh, for reasons unrelated to my emotional state at the minute, um, the Steelers I would certainly be worried about because they definitely did not need to uh, keep Ben Roethlisberger without any backup plan behind them, and and 
Uh, Dwayne Haskins, as we know, is not a backup plan as such. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a fan. Um, Washington don't have a, a proper quarterback of the future as such, so I'd be worried about them. If they can't squeak out a couple of more wins, they're probably looking at a mid-round pick first round, and it's just not going to be ideal then. And then the Eagles, again, not a fan of their quarterback. So And they don't really have much else. At least Washington has a defense. So mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't be afraid of uh, – I wouldn't be – waiting for the Eagles to draft a quarterback and uh, the Steelers. They, we could be talking about that later. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Do they have we'll the defense? Do they? <laughs> well, well, um, and then the Steelers. Uh, I'm not a fan of Ben, ben Rosberger. I just don't think he has been playing very good at all. And uh, if, if he's gone, what do the Steelers have? They basically have nothing. I don't even think they have a first-round pick next year, do they? I believe oh, they do. What, who would they, who did they not they trade for... for? Um, did they not trade for Minka Fitzpatrick? That wasn't first, though, was it? I think they oh, that was like a third. Oh, okay, I could be wrong on that. I thought they didn't have. A I first. I could I could be wrong too, but I I um I don't think they gave up a first for him, or maybe it was a future first. I'm not too sure. I'll have to look that up. That's they are my one and three teams. That I'm most worried about is the Steelers, anyway, and then least worried about the the Chiefs. I mean, you just know they're going to turn it around anyway. Yeah, I mean, I run through them really quickly. I don't agree necessarily with Jake's uh, take on Washington. Surprise, surprise. Mostly, mostly because, like you said, Jake, that defense is there. It's not playing to the standard we would probably want it to. I think we'll all admit that the quarterback situation is bad. Anytime you're playing with any team with a backup, that's not uh, a great scenario for your offense. But I think in terms of uh, the Eagles are in a much worse situation. And then obviously, unfortunately, for your Giants as well. And I think that's what saves Washington a little bit in that it's probably between them and the Cowboys. So if they can keep it tight with the Cowboys, I think it doesn't look so bad then. The Falcons, I think you're worried as a Falcons fan because you were kind of hoping that the big the big picks this year would, would pay off pretty quickly. And they haven't really looked great. The Texans, we talked to Graham, pleasantly surprised at one and two. I think that one win was not expected. And uh, I think they'll keep going. Bears, I don't know if you'd be worried, but you're definitely disappointed, especially with Fields' performance last week. I know certainly Nagy got absolutely obliterated for how he coached that game, uh, but also Fields didn't necessarily light it up as much as maybe people were uh, projecting that he would or really hoping that he would. After that, I agree with Jake. Dolphins is a bit, mate, they, we kind of knew they'd be a bad team and Tua is struggling, but I don't know if I'm super worried about them. Vikings, I think, are on the bounce back. Uh, the Chiefs, obviously, are definitely on the bounce back. Eagles, I've already mentioned. Uh, and then the Seahawks, I think they'll be fine. They're, they're not going to have the season that they that they were hoping for. I think they'll struggle to win the division, but they'll be fine. They're not a bad football team by any stretch of the imagination. And finally, I agree with, I agree with Jake. I think the Steelers are in big trouble here. I think Ben Roethlisberger, on top of the end that he had all second half of last season and he's rolled it into this season, I think that's a huge problem. I think he's completely gone. And as Jake said, they have no backup ready to fill that spot. 
The problem I have with the Steelers is that you just know under Mike Tomlin, like they're good enough to probably go eight and nine or nine and eight. And where does that leave you picking 15th? And like, what are you going to mm-hmm. do? If, yeah. if they have the first round, what are you going to do with 15? Really? Like you pick Matt Jones, but he's not there next year. So I don't know who yeah. he is. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot. I forgot the Patriots as well. I I actually don't know about the Patriots. What do you think about the Patriots, Jake? I, I can't make my mind up if they're worried or not. Matt Jones seems fine. He could definitely prove to be a good quarterback in the future. He's playing okay at the moment, uh, but one or two is not a not a brilliant record considering what they were used to doing to that division when Tom Brady was the quarterback. Yeah, I'm not really worried about them as such. He is a rookie quarterback. The team itself, I know there's a lot of big names on it, but it just doesn't seem great. And uh, I don't know, if you're a rookie quarterback, you got one and two wins when the rest of the rookie, rookie quarterbacks have zero wins. I mean, you've got to be doing something somewhat okay. So mm-hmm. I'm not worried about them. I don't think they're going anywhere this year, but I, I wouldn't be worried about Mac Jones quite yet as a as a quarterback. Are you worried about your beloved Seahawks, Dara? Um... See, I, I wrote out the list of one and two teams, and I put down worry slash okay. And then for the Seahawks, I put both. <laughs> <laughs> I am both worried, but I'm okay. Um, it's so difficult with, with the Seahawks to know because I'm too close to know. So anything that's wrong, I think is 10 times wrong, you know? Um <laughs> The, the, the big problem the Seahawks have had the last couple of weeks is their defense can't get off the field. Yeah. No matter what. They, they, the time of possession um, for the Seahawks offense is in the 20 minutes or a whole game. That's not good enough. Um, mm-hmm. It's not given the, the, the offense, obviously, the, the issues of not scoring in the second half is, you know, being so, um, sorry, I should say, is, coinciding with the fact that they can't get off the field. The defense, the the, the cornerbacks, um, you know, they, they're, they're giving me nightmares um, because they can't cover anything. They, they you know, they, um, uh, the Trey Flowers is probably the most hated man in Seattle right now um, because he, well, maybe after P. Carroll for continuing to play him, but uh, it's, it's just, it, it's it's so difficult at the moment to know what's going on with the Seahawks because this we, Seahawks fans are hoping that the team would have the offense from the f- first half of last season combined with the defense of the second half of last season. But at the moment, we're kind of getting the defense from the first half of last season coinciding with the offense of the second half of last or season. Or the Russell Cliff, as I like it's to call it. The Russell Cliff, if, if you want to call it that way. I will never say that. But, you just said it. Uh, <laughs> I will never agree to it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You want to get so exact. But look, listen, I'm not... I, look, realistically, no, I'm not worried. I think they'll be all right. They'll still get a wild card spot. They're not winning the division at this stage. The next two weeks are crucial. Their division games, 49ers away this week. Then the Thursday night football game at home to the Rams. Lose those two games. Playoffs are very, very, very difficult. And you can probably mm. forget about it. Yeah. You know, but look, that's that's going think, to... Uh, sorry, go ahead. I think it depends on, for all these teams, it depends on your perspective, right? For me, yeah. for Washington, I already said, we're looking at to trying to make the playoffs. And so at one and two, we're not out of that race by any stretch of the imagination. I think, unfortunately, like you said, long-term Seahawks, yeah, they're okay. One and two is not a big deal. Super Bowl winners, yeah, one and two is a is a big problem for this season. So 
I think that's something to bear in mind for for all these teams is where where their projections were before the season versus where they're stacking up, not necessarily and, long term. And an important thing as well is the division that these one and two teams are in. The Seahawks are in the division where two teams are still unbeaten and the other team are two and one, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's difficult too. Um, but like I'll quickly just go through the other ones because I don't want to focus too much time on, on the Seahawks and the Bears I worry about. Um, I worry about because I, I believe Matt Nagy is doing his best to get himself sacked. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, what happened at the weekend, I what happened at the weekend was bad. His comments this week are worse because he said now all three quarterbacks are in the fold to start against the Lions this coming week, which means he's thinking about bringing Nick Foles back in. Those comments alone should get a man uh, sacked from his job. Trying to get, it seems like he's Adam Gasing, and I'm okay with that because the higher the 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 more (laughs) losses the Bears have, the better chance the Giants have with their top two picks, picking two quarterbacks, and maybe one of them will hit. (laughs) Possibly, possibly, Jake. So you're you're encouraging the uh, the the Bears tanking, hopefully this year. Anyway, the Vikings, yeah, I think they're okay. They are the weirdest one and two team because they lost by a field goal week one. They should have won week two and missed field goal costs in the game. And then they rightly uh, won on uh, Sunday. Washington, I kind of put both as well for worry or okay. Um, you know, that defense has had a really bad start to this season, mm-hmm. but I can't, I don't think it's going to continue. You know, uh, Chase Young is trying to get to grips with the fact that he is the man and he's going to be, you know, double covered, probably most snaps. So he's going to have to think of a way to sort of get around that. And I think as the season goes on, he will. The backfield is a bit of an issue. But again, I think as the season goes on, the likes of, uh, was it, who's the new guy you have in a cornerback? Was it Jackson, is it? Yeah, Jackson. He will become more accustomed to to the scheme and he'll be, uh, he will get used to uh, playing there with the team. So um, the Eagles, I do worry about, you know, Nick Sirianni was flashing the pan week one. I don't think they're going to do much better. Um, I'm going to go through quickly because I want us to get one more topic in before we finish the show. Texans, they're okay. They got a win. No one thought they were going to get a win. That's grand. When Tyrod comes back, they might get two wins. Uh, the Dolphins I worry about because once you still have quarterback questions, you're not going to do much, especially in the AFC. The Pats, they're okay. Mac Jones, first season, rookie. He's going to make mistakes. You just got to get used to this. And it's a Bill Belichick system as well. So it's going to take a bit of time to get used to it. The Chiefs, they are going to be okay. You know, you can't have all that talent and not be okay. It's just a bit of a shock to the system. They played some really good teams and, you know, they'll be fine. Steelers, yeah, I think you can write the book and close the book on the Steelers because they have been awful. I, I think that the greatest mystery that will never be solved is how the Steelers beat the Bills in week one because the way they've played since then has been atrocious. Um, so I, I think that the Steelers are in trouble this year. Possibly a candidate to finish, you know, you're saying nine and eight, eight and nine because with Tomlin, just because Tomlin requires that much from the team, which means they won't get a decent draft pick, which means they won't be able to improve the team. I always think back to that mic'd up uh, video last year against Washington when he talked to Chase Young saying, you're some player, man. If I wanted to get a player like you, I'd have to lose 15 games a season and I just won't do that. 
his own pride will refuse to, to let that happen, which means they probably won't get that pick for those really good guys that they're going to need or for that quarterback who's going to take them forward. Or maybe it will be Dwayne Haskins to take them forward. We don't know. But look, that's what I think of those one and two teams. Um, we're a little against the clock here. I think we have about 10 minutes left. So I think we have enough time for one more topic, guys. Let's spin that wheel very quickly here. The wheel's um, not on our screens. The wheel is not on your screen. So I'm going to spin the wheel again. I, I'm going to wait for this one to stop. And I'm going to spin the wheel one more time. Here we go. Uh, get the wheel up here. Joys. And let's spin the wheel. Last time for tonight, which one are we going to talk about? Oh, that's a good one. Ooh, oh, what it's a, a what good a one. What a finisher. <laughs> Is this the Cows, the NFC East, the Cowboys division to lose now rather than being up for grabs to win because they're impressive 40 one to 27 i believe it was it was a 40, 41 21 sorry win over the eagles on the monday night football has them in first place in the division with a 2-1 record they lost narrowly to the books week one in a really entertaining game they went and beat the chargers in la who just have come off beating the chiefs there last week and now just on monday night they take care of business in the division against the eagles and what more perfect people to ask right now are you worried that the cowboys are going to be better than you thought oh the rest of the nfc east the cowboys are the team i hate the most actually and um, what annoys me about them is they look quite good this year offensively defensively they still have a lot to, to figure out um but what I do like, because I know what's going to happen, is they're probably going to get the playoffs, but they're just going to immediately lose, and Cowboys are going to go mad all over America. And that will always make me that little bit happy inside. Me, I don't have really have a dog in the race in this one, because, uh, as we know, the Giants are 0-3 at the minute. Um, probably not looking to turn around that anytime soon, so... Um, I'm not too worried about it. Fionn would probably have a bit more of a colourful opinion on it, being that he's the one closest to chasing the uh, Cowboys for that division title. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Jake. I, actually, I don't agree with you. Sorry. I don't think it's their, <laughs> I don't think it's their division to lose. Absolutely not. We're three games in. Cowboys history for the last 10 years tells us the collapse is coming at some point. And so they need to be four or five games out in the lead of that division. To say that it's theirs to theirs to lose, and even then they might still lose it. They do have a history of losing it. So no, I agree with Jake. Unfortunately for his Giants, they are out of touch now, and I think we've we've established as well. The Eagles are not a good football team. I I think a plenty of teams will score forty points. I don't think it's a reflection on how potent this Cowboys offense is. It's definitely firing. Uh, it definitely looks good, but I don't know if it's a a behemoth or a, a Super Bowl contender by any stretch of the imagination. And like Jake said, the defense probably should have been a little bit sturdier against the Eagles. That's not a that's a lot of points to leak in. Um so no, to, to answer the question, no, I do not think it's theirs to lose. I think it's definitely still up for grabs. They are in the driving seat, that's for sure. That's the obvious answer. They're in first position at the moment. But with only three games gone, plenty of division games still to play. Uh, I absolutely do not think it's signed and sealed for the Cowboys at this point. Of the the only thing I'll say about it is for all the NFC East teams, and I'm sure most of the teams is it's only been one division game for everybody so far. So they, again, say the Giants do turn it around and win 
every other division game, then we're top of the division somehow. So it could happen that way. Like we could end up coming back. So it's it is it's not the Cowboys for sure. But uh, of all the teams that look like they could win it, they're definitely the better looking team out of the the four teams there. Yeah, and you know it, it's been good to see Dak has come back healthy. Um, he's had two really bad injuries this in the well from last season to now with the shoulder and with the obviously the ankle. I don't like. I don't know. I know you're saying the implosion is coming. You know, I it possibly is. It probably. Oh, is, it certainly you know. is. It certainly it, is. The issues on defense are going to remain there as well because with the Marcus Lawrence out for an extended period of time, the issues that they have in terms of recruitment in the off season, getting mostly ex Falcon players as well because they were friends with Dan Quinn. Um, you know. Although I must say Trayvon Diggs, three interceptions in three games, has had a nice start to a second year in the NFL for sure. Um, taking one home for a pick six there last week too. You know, we'll see. We'll see. The, uh, with the firepower that they have on offense, especially in that wide receiver position, um, and with the now a seemingly emergence of uh, Tony, Pollard Tony Pollard using him more in the running game too, they are going to be a dangerous outfit for defenses. Um but yeah, like you're saying, I think they will ship points as well. So it could be a lot of exciting Cowboys games this season with a lot of shootouts involved. So um, I'm all for seeing exciting games like that for sure. Um, I don't think that your hearts will be able to take it though too much. I'm okay with it because as me and Fiona are definitely both okay with it because we just know that they're going to crumble at some point and it's going to be against the team. Mm-hmm. Like, can you see them beating the Rams? Probably not. Can you see them beating the Packers? A Packers bad day, maybe, but on any other day, the Cowboys will lose that game. Well, they do have a good litmus test this week because they are facing the Panthers, who are 3-0, who have the looked Panthers very are good. Flash, to be honest. The Panthers are a flash in a way. So. Um, they have got a really good defense as well. I know they lost JC Horn for a while on Thursday, but they've got the trade of um who was a CJ Henderson, wasn't it, from the Jaguars this week too, former first round pick. So, you know, the Matt Rill's doing a very good job there in Carolina and it's going to be a tough game for them this weekend. I think the Panthers are kind of just like they had a hot streak, but I don't think they're the real deal. Okay. Interesting, interesting. I t- I'm I'm kind of high on the the Panthers. I I like what they're doing this year, and I think that if they keep going the way they're going, I think the second place in the division is definitely there for them, and possibly a wild card spot. Yeah, if they get the wild card, like I mean, I'm sure it's possible for them to do it, but I just don't think that they're uh, going to be uh, winning the Super Bowl. I don't think they have that oh, no. ability quite yet. So, um, while I I'm I'm not high on them as such, I don't I don't think they're like gonna go six and zero or seven and zero or anything like that. Well, they have limitations, and and I think that now the injury to Christian McCaffrey out for a couple of weeks is gonna make things difficult as well for for Sam Darnold. I don't think you'll see him having such um notable games and everyone falling over him because um I think with that avenue gone. I think it'll be a lot more. It'll be a lot easier for defenses to uh, sort of figure the Panthers out a little bit. But Fionn, you've been sort of quiet on this end. So, what have you been thinking so far? Uh, I'm willing to leave the boat out on the Panthers at the moment and just let an, another couple of games come in. Uh, I'd like to see them keep going strong. I think Darnold deserves to be in a good team. But like you just mentioned, that the Christian McCaffrey injury is a killer. That 
that was a killer last season and it will be a killer this season. So we'll see how that shakes out. Okay, perfect. And I think that's the best place to end the show today. We got some very good topics this week, guys, that we could get our, uh, sink our teeth into. If you would like a, a topic brought up on the show to be added to the big wheel of topics, just uh, send us a message on Twitter or on Instagram at UndercenterPod. Uh, we will add it then to the next show's list, and we could be talking about it. Um, also, make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel, just search under center podcast because that's where you will find our youtube exclusive shows and uh, where we try and beat the bookies and win you a little bit uh, of money over the weekend it didn't go too well in our bets this week again guys unfortunately <laughs> we're still learning we're still working out the kinks we're, we're, hopefully we'll be able to get a win and weekend one weekend these accumulators are killer because only only one lets us down yeah yeah I had a killer one the weekend uh chris mccaffrey anytime uh, Sam Darnell anytime, Panthers minus eight and a half. And uh, the one that I thought would come true, Christian McCaffrey, uh, did obviously not come true. So that's why injuries are just a killer for more than just the player itself. It's for the fans too. But look, that is all the time we have for this week. Uh, we will be back. We won't have a Thursday night preview this week, unfortunately. So uh, if uh, so make sure you do enjoy the Jaguars and Bengals game. And we will be back again, like I said, with our bet show just before the Sunday games. But until next time, stay safe and we'll see you soon.